Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mum podcast, brought to you by the lovely Golding Accountancy. For all your accountancy needs, we are golding.com. I'm <laughs> I've got my little daughter Juno sitting here looking at me because it's the holidays, isn't it? And I was actually because I'm self-employed with a few jobs and I've now got to work and entertain two children. And I was wondering, shh, I was wondering, how do people do it? I mean, at the best of times, the summer holidays, um, it, I, I don't know how people do it. Like, if you both, if there's one person or two people, like, if you're both going out to work, like, I work from home, so obviously it's, it's easier for me, but if you're going to an office every day, what do you do with your kids over the six weeks' holidays? Like, I mean, I know that there's... Uh, clubs and stuff that they can go to but they cost a bloody fortune so you obviously have to be earning quite well to be able to afford that like if you don't have family and stuff that can help it does I do think what do people do um and now I'm because I've got more work recently which is brilliant but now I am a bit like what am I going to do what are we going to do June we've got six weeks I don't know but it is going to be a lot of I mean I'm just going to try and work one day and then maybe go out the next day and just get up early and work late I suppose really but it okay, is mommy. okay but it is um yeah it is a bit like oh shit I've got six weeks of kids and work and what do you do so if you've any got if anyone helpful suggestions or free childcare services <laughs> then get in touch but anyway this week I was joined by the Lovely, lovely, lovely Gail Porter. Ah, uh, don't you to me. No, not you. <laughs> Go away. Um, Go away. Gail was kind enough to come on and talk to me. I mean, I was... I watched Gail when I was a... Well, big breakfast years when she was on top of the pops. Like, I really remember her from my younger days. So, I met her a few years ago at one of the hardcore listing gigs. And, um... I was like, oh my god, it's Gail Porter. But it was, I messaged her to see if she'd fancy coming on, and she was like, yeah. And it was, she's so lovely. Like, she's genuinely just a really, really nice person. And um, I watched her BAFTA award winning documentary recently, where she just speaks, she's so open and honest about the, the, her mental health issues over well, her whole life. 
and it's amazing to see what what people go through. I mean, it's it's very sad, um, and but the resilience that she shows, and you know, it's just that's that's some, it's just a massive part of who she is. But anyway, I highly recommend um, anyone to watch it. So I found it on Vimo. Is it Ace Eight for Emo? Because um, it was on, I think it was on the BBC, but um, it's not on there anymore. But if you just Google Gail Porter um, documentary, then it, it, you can watch it um, on Vimo. Um, but it's it's really good. I uh, highly recommend it. And um, yeah, but she's she's lovely. She's just so lovely. And um, thank you, Gail, for coming on and talking to me. I hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you in a bit. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Work. Work. Today, I'm joined by the BAFTA award-winning <laughs> Gail Porter. Hello. Hello. Could you? That's that's so weird, isn't it? BAFTA. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound it's right. It's amazing. Oh, it's, nice. I mean, it's brilliant. It's weird. I watched it because um, I hadn't watched it. I don't watch normal telly anymore. And I've I've been meaning to watch it. Like alien telly yeah, or something. I watch telly <laughs> from the uh yeah, from the aliens. Um no, I just watch like Netflix and stuff. Like I don't watch what is it? Network telly. Is it network telly? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just watch um so I have been meaning to watch it, but I don't know where the year's gone. Like I can't believe it was on over a year ago, right? Was it? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. So I'm like, right then, I don't know. So I have watched it. Who's was it your idea to do it? Was it something you wanted to do? No, it was kind of um, BBC Scotland and Turn Television um, just asked if I would be interested. Really, yeah. I, I can't really remember exactly how it all went, and it was just uh, interested mental health. Then it became an interest in my journey, and then it came became kind of more like should we just do a show about what you've been through and and it was also about finding out about labels and things like yes. that with when it comes to mental health so I thought yeah that sounds like a good idea and then it started getting more and more intense and I realized this is actually 
pretty much my story and it was um it was really hard actually six months in each other's pockets me and the crew and um and every single day covering mental health issues and for someone that suffers from you know I'm, i'm up you can't I can't tell you what I'm going to be like from one minute to the next and then suddenly you are you're talking about it every single day and knowing that it's getting filmed and suddenly you think oh is this a good thing I think I had a couple of tantrums where I'm going I can't do this <laughs> and um, and lots of tears and stuff and then when it was finished I was just like right do you want to see anybody I'm going home yeah. I'm going to hide no one's going to watch it anyway and then we want to bath that's a really long time to spend on yeah. thinking about yourself, isn't it? And yeah. that must have and been your a long past. T- yeah, that must have been really hard. Did you feel better much- after you'd done it? Did you, was it kind of a relief or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what's wrong with me? Um, no, no, I was exhausted to be honest yeah. with you. And yeah. then. Yeah, I just wanted to get home and go to bed and not talk about anything to do with mental health yeah. or just really talk to anybody at all apart from the cat. Yeah. So little did I know that we were going to get completely locked down and the only person I would be talking to for a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Eh? So, so yeah. That... And so yeah, so you got. We were just talking before. So you got COVID right at the start of lockdown. Well, we think I did. So what happened was um, my dad passed away in Spain just before lockdown happened. So he was totally fine. He phoned me in the morning, you know, had his coffee. Sorry, I've got the cat tail. No, in that's it. Fine. Um, and then, yeah, I got a phone call in the afternoon from my dad's phone, assumed it was my dad again. And it was a woman saying, your dad's dead. <gasps> so he had massive, he'd gone home, was feeling a wee bit dizzy, had a massive brain hemorrhage. Oh and that was it. Oh my God. So I flew out to Spain to get him cremated to bring him home and I managed to get him home a few days before we were locked down yeah. I almost got locked down because I couldn't get out because everyone was booking up the flights yeah. and uh, so I had three different flights so the first two they hadn't the people that were cremating my dad hadn't managed to get him to me so I had to cancel them and then I got the last flight out which cost me about 10 times more oh than it should God, have done yeah I had, I had to get home and then as soon as I got home couldn't stop coughing couldn't smell anything I couldn't taste anything and so I phoned up the doctor doctor put me onto 111 yeah then 111 do not leave the house yeah it was all it was all very weird you know I was like what's going on Uh, I've just you know picked up my dead dad got home can't breathe can't just coughing endlessly can't taste anything and I've been told not to leave my house by any at any point yeah and I was pretty scared to be honest. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, you know, I'm quite, I think I'm reasonably fit, but I've only got one set of stairs in my house and I was struggling to get up and down. So then my neighbours were kind of like talking to me through the windows and they were just dropping off. They were like, what do you want? And I was like, do you know what? I'm not hungry. I'm not thirsty. Yeah. Obviously, I was drinking, but I couldn't do anything. So that was me for about six, seven weeks. <gasps> but um, were yeah, you very so sick? Did you feel very sick or? I was very tired. Yeah. I could, I'd sleep all day. I'd get up for a couple of hours and then I'd be exhausted again. Yeah. And I'd, you know, I'd make an effort, get showered, get dressed, even though I wasn't going anywhere. And then I'd be asleep again in about 20 minutes. Yeah. It was very, it was not like me. Have you? And then of course I wasn't see my daughter. I wasn't allowed to see anybody because my daughter had stayed with her dad when I'd gone to pick up my dad. Yeah. 
so yeah so now my cat has got what do you call it separation anxiety i'm glad somebody misses me you know i'm, I'm I've been so and now the cat's like where are you going Sorry. what is this shop i don't think so, so oh. my joyous life have you had any effects after do you know Do you what? Think? My taste has changed. Has it? My taste has definitely changed. Yeah. I still, because my daughter's always saying to me, you know, what do you want to eat? And I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, why? I just don't fancy anything. Uh, even if she used to get a pizza, I'd always want a bit of the crust or yeah, something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I don't like that. And then I'll suddenly wake up in the middle of the night and went, do you know what I want? Just tin tomatoes. <laughs> just really random things. I think, oh, I wonder if we've got any, and do you know at the moment it's grapefruits. I've gone mad for grapefruits. Oh, really? Oh, so it's a really strong yeah. taste, isn't it? Grapefruit. Yeah. And marmite, but I've Ooh, always liked yeah, marmite. I like marmite. But, I've been eating marmite. but I've been eating off a spoon. Do you know what? That's supposed to be good for sleeping. My, Is yeah, it? my friend has trouble sleeping and he has a spoonful about eight o'clock every night and he reckons that's helped him. I mean, I don't know if it's like a placebo, you know. Well, do you because I do sometimes at night time I have a, a rice cake and I put cover it in Marmite yeah. and it feels like it's my comfort blanket yeah. because it's my thing. but um, yeah I'm, I've not been sleeping well at the moment. I slept well last night I've been doing these I don't know if they work or not if I'm just an idiot but you know those pads that you put on your feet and they're supposed to like uh, detox you yeah it's like reflex stuff and you put the pads on at night and then when you take it off in the morning it's like supposed to drain some toxins from your body so i've been using them for two nights and i've slept really well oh well if it works what about have you tried those Maybe weighted blankets have you seen yeah, those i've got one Are they good? but the thing is yeah but because i'm kind of of a certain age i'm really sweaty at oh, the moment yeah. so i mean too hot too cold too but <laughs> oh my god they're brilliant i got sent one and oh it's like having a massive cuddle, but then when I had the COVID type thing, it felt my chest was so heavy anyway, yeah. and it made me claustrophobic. But they are fantastic. If you want a proper hug in a blanket yeah. and you want to sleep, they are, I think they're quite expensive, but they're so worth it. When I first got mine, I slept for about a month. It was great. Oh, wow. Oh, that's good to know that they work. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about everything. <laughs> great okay <laughs> i hope you've got some time um, yeah so a couple of days yeah how did you get like going back into like the beginnings how did you get into doing the tv stuff did you always kind of want to do something like that not really um i, I wanted to kind of work in film or be an editor or something like that something creative and i studied film photography did a bit radio and stuff and then I wasn't, you know, if you'd asked me what I wanted to be, it was usually just Princess Leia or, <laughs> I don't know. I had no plans whatsoever. And then I just kind of like winged it. So I wrote to lots of TV companies when I was at college and just said, you know, does anyone want a runner, tea maker, whatever? I wrote to hundreds of companies, kept all the replies. I remember getting one from Chris Evans saying no. And then he invited me in the next he invited me on to TFI Friday and I, I showed him the letter I went you ain't even yeah I just sort of wrote to those places and I placed in Edinburgh said do you want to come there were facilities house so it was editing uh, corporate videos and stuff 
So I just literally was a dog's body, didn't get paid. Yeah. Went up to, so I was down here. Yeah, do you know what it's like? <laughs> I was down here and then back to Edinburgh, did all that. I uh, was babysitting for everyone, everybody's kids. I was literally doing any job for free, working seven days a week. And then one of the directors I was working for mentioned there was an audition for a kids programme and he was like, I think you'd be really good at it. So I applied, went along for the audition and there was like thousands of kids in neon, just, you know, <laughs> woo, children's <laughs> I think I just walked up in a pair of jeans thinking, oh, bollocks. Um, but because I'd worked behind the scenes for a, a, quite a wee while, being on a set, I wasn't really that nervous and I wasn't really that bothered. Yeah. So I did the audition and then through the weeks, so I was sort of working in a bar, working in the facilities house and then they kept saying, oh, you're down to the last 200, you're down to the last 100. You're like, yeah, yeah. And it got down to, can you come back in again? I was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. And then it was saying, oh, you're down to the last 10. And you think, oh, shit. And then you start to get your hopes up. Yeah. you think, I'm working a bar for free. So, um, and then I was down to the last two. And then I got the job. And it was a live game show for kids called the Totally Interactive Game Show. And that was it. So I did that for few months and then sort of went back to working in bars and then eventually people were inviting me to do the old audition and then it kind of just took off from there so none of it was planned yeah. whatsoever no plan still don't know what I do to be honest <laughs> with you yeah. I don't think I sort of like yeah I don't know my, my daughter's all saying what actually do you do I mean I don't know. <laughs> just go for my I've gone back to working for free again yeah. I was like <laughs> Anybody. I can't remember last time I did a paid job that actually went well. You must have found it quite natural, the presenting stuff. Yeah, I didn't mind it. It just, it didn't feel like I was doing a job. It felt like I was just getting paid to have a laugh. Yeah. I really, I think because I was always quite good with kids and I did lots of babysitting since I was like 15, 16 years old. And I just, I like people. Yeah. So to me, it was just, a job to smile laugh and be nice to people so. and i suppose as well if it's if it wasn't always like this is what i really want to do i suppose it takes the pressure off a bit as well yeah because i thought well if i fail i'll just do something else yeah. because i didn't really plan anyway so it wasn't as if this is it oh my gosh if i'm rubbish at this yeah. my life is over i was just thinking oh i could do something else i could work in one of them big ballparks where i could just jump in and uh, well, yeah. come in a big ball <laughs> I don't really care to be as long as I was happy yeah. it didn't really bother me so I think my dad was devastated. he was like you could be a lawyer or an accountant I went and I failed accounts and <laughs> law why would I possibly want to be a lawyer <laughs> they're mean and, and they take all your money yeah. and he's like exactly yeah. <laughs> so when did you come down to London well it's kind of like backwards and forwards depending on work so when I came down to London I must have been 20 the early 20s first time then i went back to scotland to work then i got another job in london then i was got a job on bbc2 called fully booked it was like a bit like live and kicking yeah so i have to go back up every thursday rehearse on a friday go live on a saturday back to london saturday afternoon work in london then back up to scotland sorry the cat's headbutting <laughs> she's on heat so she's making oh, out with everything oh shit i was gonna just let mine in go on i can hear you oh no it's not there oh no he's there he's sunbathing now in the dirt <laughs> oh, um, yeah so i was kind of like backwards and forwards since about the age of 22 i reckon yeah and then 
when did I actually properly move down? Probably about nine. T- I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't even know what happened yesterday, so I don't know. <laughs> when did you get the Top of the Pops gig? That must have been, did, were you really excited about that? Yeah, that yeah. was great. I mean, I can't remember what I was doing at the time, um, but I do remember like an agent saying, would you be interested in doing a few slots on Top of the Pops? Hello? <laughs> I used to play Madonna's like fingerless gloves, you know, the, the ones we used to have, and, yeah. and I used to like sing in rush ironically and um you know i'll go it's still number one it's double box in my front room and my dad was like switch it off that's not proper music and um and suddenly i was actually in the studio going it's still number one it's not it was so exciting yeah, that first but... remember what bands were on in the first one but um i was just overwhelmed by the whole thing and everyone was so lovely like the uh, Chris Cowie, the producer, was just the nicest man. We're still friends to this day. He was in my documentary. Yes, yeah. And um, everyone was nice. You expect everyone to be, you know, oh, you know, musicians, and they're all going to be really mean to you. And everyone, from the minute you walked in, the makeup ladies, we shared, like, once we'd finished or before we went in, we all go to the canteen, like a proper, you know, you had a wee token. So you could go and get a sandwich or a salad. You know, it's one of those pick bar things. And we shared it with EastEnders. So I'm just like, watching around and there'd be Barbara Windsor having her tea and there'd be Ricky and Bianca. <laughs> uh, obviously it's not the name, but you know me, I was like, on? And you'd have the Mannix sitting somewhere. And you're like, oh my God. Steps were obviously there practically every other month. <laughs> gotcha. Because everyone, everyone loved a bit of Steps in the 90s. Yeah. I think they still love the steps, don't they? But um, it was just weird. It was like some sort of thing that you'd see on telly, like something like Inside Number Nine, yeah. you know, one of those like, comedies that you just think it is. Just yeah. <laughs> Who was your favourite act? I mean, I know it's hard to choose, but was there one person that you really always wanted to meet? And did you ever meet Madonna? She, I introduced Madonna, <gasps> but she pre-recorded. Oh. So, um, but everyone thought I did, so I could have yeah. just lied and gone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I introduced as well, we wasn't there either. Oh. Um, I did introduce Mariah Carey, but she had to be on a closed set, so I didn't see her. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> all sorts of things you don't know. <laughs> Do you know what? Everyone loved me, I think. I, looked, I mean, I was completely infatuated with Damon Albarn. So when yeah. Blur came in, that was extremely exciting. Yeah. But I did hid, I hid from him in the toilet, oh, so that really? was a bit more. <laughs> Yeah, I was too nervous. I mean, we had so many, and like when the Scottish bands came in, like Texas, it was just so exciting because you knew you'd go out and a wee bit of a bender afterwards. Yeah. Because they were on a jolly down from Scotland, and we were all Scottish, so it was like, woohoo, let's go out. Um, was the social aspect of it really good? Um, we we didn't always go out because, like, I was doing big breakfast at some of the times as well so you'd finish top of the pops at you know what half ten well i think we finish about half nine ten but by the time you dropped up had a quick drink in the bar you and we were out in elstree yeah so you just want to get the car go home get up get to work again if you were doing the big breakfast you'd be up about half two so and then you were live at seven yeah so it was i think people thought we were all going mad for it but not really, because you you know it was just everybody was working really hard. Yeah. All the presenters that were Sarah Cox, Zoe Ball, you know, you'd get one picture of them out somewhere, and it'd be the same picture that they use. I mean, they're not using a picture of Zoe with a bottle of Jack Daniels, and that, I think that was on her wedding day, and they used that picture going, oh, 
party girl. And do you know, everybody did. I, mean, I didn't go out with the girls, but um, I know that everyone, they'd have one picture of you yeah. and then that would be it for years. Yeah. Going, look at them, look at them, mad. And we go, that's the same picture. That was 1999. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, everyone... big breakfast must have been fun. That was great fun. And we were on with, um, I was on with Johnny, uh, Johnny Bond oh, and Lisa. Yeah. Um, Lisa Tarbuck and they were great fun but it was it was chaotic yeah I didn't really know what was happening most of the time because <laughs> Johnny would just go off on one Lisa was hilariously funny and I would just I took over from Paula on the bed so wow. I was on the bed and, and and you're sitting there and you're trying to zig and zag and I thought what that's this is my job <laughs> So honestly, one of my favourite memories from the 90s, Sick and Zag, I was obsessed with Sick and Zag. <laughs> I've got their CD single. Have you? Yeah. Oh my, that's, that, that's, that's obsessive, yeah. <laughs> oh, that must have been so much fun. I did it. Frozen. Oh. There you go. You're, You're back, yeah. I used to watch that every morning. But you do think, wait, they I hate getting up. <laughs> like, you think it must have been good fun, but yeah, I don't know if I could have handled getting up. Oh, do you know what? It was so much fun. I didn't mind. I was yeah. so excited to get... You didn't know who was going to be there or, or you'd sort of think you knew who was coming in. And it was always just be... Everyone was just laughing. The crew got on like an absolute house on fire. Um, we'd all go out for kind of lunch after it finished at 9am. So it was very bizarre because obviously we've all been up since two. So it was it was our lunchtime. Yeah. And yeah, we were all doing... You know, everyone was freelance. So everyone was off doing different jobs in the afternoon. Or if we had a day off, we'd all be in the bar by about 10 a.m. Yeah. Um, depending on who's working. And then we'd probably crash out by about four and get back up to do some other job. It was very, I mean, we were young. Yeah. So we could get away with it. I think I'd be a, a bit grumpy if I was doing it now. Yeah. But it was just so much fun. And you were so grateful to, to, um, to, to be working with such lovely people and it was everybody was involved as well the cameramen the runners everybody was in you'd see somebody on screen at some point yeah. you know everyone was doing it. and it was a big because I remember watching Kenny Everett as a kid and yeah. when Kenny Everett was doing something really funny that you could hear the cameraman or the camera woman everyone was laughing yeah. and it felt like you were involved in, in a big thing not just like one person doing their thing yeah so yeah like that whole you know inclusive act you know element of the whole thing so yeah it was really good fun yeah <laughs> we need something like that oh no sorry my cat's just molting yeah we do in my i think they were talking about it i think they were talking about it to johnny and um denise van out oh, johnny wow, vaughan and yeah. that, that would be fun yeah because be honestly the, up in the morning and i don't even know what to watch because there's nothing i just put on the murder channel it's more fun <laughs> 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 I read the news through the night and then when it gets to like getting up I just go and right snapped women who kill or meet Maddie murder or then I wonder why I'm single but maybe I shouldn't put that on my dating website what does she watch every morning meet Maddie murder <laughs> oh hang on I'll go out with her she sounds great <laughs> fair enough so have you yeah so do you have trouble sleeping a lot has that always been something yeah, I think I started sleepwalking when I was about three or four years old, oh, Mum wow. said. Oh, Yeah, I wandered around the house. I've left the house before when I was little with the, the duvet. My mum said I was going up the road to visit a friend. She found me, heard the door open, and there was me, the little thing, with a duvet walking up the road. So, um, 
but then sometimes when I sleep, I have had times when I've gone to sleep, I've been so tired that I've actually missed the day. Wow. Slept right. If I don't set an alarm, so if I'm really, really tired and I don't set an alarm, I can wake up and think, I don't know what time it is, and I'll check, and I'm like, and I have to double check what day it is. <gasps> or then I can stay awake for days on end yeah. and just not. So last night was up and down and up and down, but I have been taking CBD oil. Right, yeah. Is that so, helping? Yes, amazingly, but I ran out last week, so my delivery, my delivery <laughs> comes tomorrow. It's well dodgy, but it is legal, yeah. I believe you me really good and I just get a little bustle from Supreme CBD and then um yeah I get that and then I just got a couple of dots under my tongue at night time yeah. and straight because I was doing all I mean I tried sleeping tablets but then I wake up groggy and I hate that there's nothing worse and I was a bit nervous to try the oil but I have that and a cup of chamomile tea and I sleep not I mean not to normal standards maybe like five six hours but for me yeah to get a strip is um because usually I'll do maybe an hour, then I'm up for a couple of hours, then I'll do another half an hour, and then just nothing straight wow. through. Which is a pain in the backside, yeah. to be honest. And it can throw me for a couple of days as well. Yeah. That's why I keep trying. I'm going to try a wee run or a walk tonight. Yeah, so does I've been a... exercise help? Like... It does, but it's because I get quite nervous at night times, especially when it was like winter time and it was dark and it was all a little bit like 28 days later yeah. and you'd be in the park and then there'd be me and some one bloke who's coming way too close yeah. and you just think, oh, they're fine, but don't come too close because, you know, we've not had the nicest stories over lockdown about, you know, yeah. people's behaviour. So then I got nervous about that. And around my area, there was quite a lot of muggings. And we did get a note through from the police saying, ideally, females, try not to go out after stepping on your own. Oh. And that just puts... I know they're trying to be not not scaremonger yeah. you, but also keep keep aware. But then you are very aware. Yeah. And then I was walking down the street and I missed a mugging five o'clock, two nights ago, five o'clock in the evening. And I missed a mugging by 20 minutes the woman 20 minutes behind me got mugged on the way down the street. Oh. And I, that was it. That was getting nervous. So I tend to maybe try and exercise on DVD. Oh, no, we are, I've still got yeah. DVD player. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, when I'm in the house, I've got the attention span of a gnat. So anything shiny <laughs> happens or someone buzzes the buzzer or I see a neighbour, I'm like that, shouting out the window. <laughs> when I'm out, I know that I've got to run or job because I need to get home. Yeah. Whereas if I'm here... I quite easily just put the toaster on or something yeah that's what <laughs> but that'd be good if you can go to the gym going back to yes, the gym i'm going to um maybe cycle up there this afternoon and just book myself in because i quite enjoyed it i had a bit of a run-in with my last gym only because what i did was i had to go away for well, i was working away doing that documentary for six months so i cancelled my membership and then um the I, never, I noticed when I looked at my bank statement a couple of months later that they were still charging me. Yeah. And so I phoned him and I was like, hang on a minute, I cancelled it. They went, no, no if you write, don't write a head office a letter, we'll just keep taking your money. So they actually took, before they actually did, they took five months of money and they said, oh, we can't give you your money back. So this is the gym that I want to revisit, but I just, I'm so angry with them, but it's my nearest gym. But it wasn't their fault, it was the head office. Yeah, but it's... I name it, but you know, you wonder how Richard Branson is so rich, but I'm not going to name it. 
Yeah, that's that. It's notorious for stuff like that, though. When you sign up, and you can't cancel your direct debit with the bank. Like you have to do it through them, don't yeah. you? And they make it as hard as possible. They do, they do indeed. So well, yeah, maybe no. if you're going to rejoin, maybe you should mention that and see with the compensation they're going to offer you for. Maybe I should tweet Richard. Yeah. By the way, right, mate. <laughs> so, do you find that exercise helps with your mental health in general? Do you feel better when you're? Yeah, definitely. And do you know what? Um, the hardest thing is is getting up and getting out. Yeah. So if I'm not, walking, which is few and far between, you know, I've been doing lots of nice zooms and chats and stuff. But if I've not got, you know. If I wake up at eight and I just think, oh, I can't be bothered, so I've got nothing on till 12. So now I just go, right, eight, you're up, or six, you're up, and you go and get that shower. And I put it on cold and I jump in and I get a fright, and then it warms up a bit, and then I get my running stuff on. And even if I don't want to run, I'll walk and I'll yeah. just walk. I'll, I'll make sure I'm at least out for an hour before I do anything. Because I had, I hit the depression about three weeks ago and I spent a week in bed and I just felt awful. Yeah. Knew in my own head I was I should get up and do something, but I didn't, and so I'm back on it again, and I don't want to go back into that. Yeah. So I've been quite good. What about you? Do you do the same? I yeah, I exercise every day. I have a couple of rest days, but that I got into exercise when I separated from my girl's dad. I started doing the body coach. You know, Joe Wicks. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, my friend had. You're right. Sorry, darling. Is that all right? Yeah, but it, I, my friend did it and I was looking at his Instagram and he used to post like the before and after pictures of, you know, and uh, but I really liked it when someone was quite already fit, then seeing how fit they got. And I thought, well, it must work then, you know. So I thought I signed up and I did it for a couple of years and it was good because it got, you had to, this was like back in the day, like I think one of his early plans and you were eating a hell of a lot of protein are you a vegetarian? Uh, ideally. Well, I eat, um, I eat fish. Okay. Um, it was a lot. Yes, like, I was eating like steak for breakfast and stuff. Like, I know it's changed now, but it was quite full on. But it just got me exercising. And I started really getting into it. But then after a couple of years, I kind of felt like I'd got to a place where I wouldn't move on from. So... Plateaus, yes, I plateaued, yeah. Plateau, nothing was moving. So I joined my local gym and... Um, and I absolutely love it. And when we went into lockdown, we went online. And I honestly think that got me through doing the workouts because we were still seeing everyone because it was on Zoom. So you could still have a chat. <clears throat> and just because I had the girls at home. I just having that time for me, it just made me feel so much better. And I really do. Yeah. I've been putting it off just because I was angry with Virgin, but it's not the yeah. fault. And I did join, there's a gym in uh, Soho, which is like my ultimate dream gym. And I joined it and it's just too expensive. Yeah. And it was just me and a man. But I did, I used it for a month and then I thought, I can't afford this. But I did use it seven days a week. Yeah. I was just there. Every, you know. So I got my month's worth and then I thought, this is madness. I can't afford this. I'm, you know, a single mom on my own. <laughs> and uh, even though my daughter's 18, that's even more expensive yeah. than when they were little. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, the thing is, it is expensive. But if it's money that you're spending on yourself and your health, then it's yeah. not expensive, is it? No, really? and as I said earlier, 
uh, I've given up drinking the wine, which I was doing over lockdown. It was way too easy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people got into that really bad habit of either eating too much yeah. or, and I was waiting till, I wasn't even waiting till five o'clock. Yeah. I was, like, <laughs> it was getting to lunchtime, but I wasn't doing anything. And I was just like, oh my God, open the wine. Yeah. And so I'd spend the day sort of writing, Zooming, getting a bottle of wine. And, and I thought, Do you know what, if I don't buy that wine, that bottle of wine for the evening then you know why how can I not go to the gym so yeah that's my I'm going to join the gym today and because I've given up the wine <laughs> don't I'm not giving up the wine forever so if I go out for lunch I, I don't mind yeah. but it was just having it in the house really bad bad idea because yeah it was just too easy to feel sorry for yourself and think and it doesn't help in the slightest no, I mean occasionally no, occasionally I'd get a decent sleep if I had like a glass of red wine at about 11 o'clock at night yeah. and I'd, I'd doze but then I'd still feel shitty in the morning. So, yeah, the gym's a much better idea. And it's not too far away from me. Yeah. So I'll let them charge me for five months. Yes. Richard. <laughs> I still think you should mind. Um, so yeah. What's your daughter doing? Is she at college? She's going to uni in September. Oh, wow. She's doing politics and criminology. Oh, wow. Oh, that would be lovely. Can you believe you've got so an 18-year-old? No. How old are you? Seven and ten. Oh, that's a nice. Yeah. Are they good? Yeah, they are. They're lovely. Yeah, but it's still yeah, going not... so quick. It just, it goes so quickly, doesn't it? Everyone well, tells I'm... you, but... My daughter, she's got her universities planned, uh, well, university planned, uh, so <laughs> I won't tell you where it is, but anyway... Two weeks after she gets there, I've booked like a nice spa hotel. She doesn't even know. I'm just going to rock up. Well, this is the plan, right? The plan is, she said to me, do not come anywhere near me. Don't come up. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> but I thought, well, what if she doesn't like, the, you know, the halls of residence? And then what? So the thing is, I can be there. And then I'll go, surprise. And she'll go, F off. Yeah. <laughs> might say, but you know what? I quite fancy a wee, like, dinner with mom. Yeah. You know, I don't have but then it gets worse because she said to me, so Freshers' Week, right? And I said, oh, yeah, what are we doing for Freshers' Week? She went, there is no way. You're not coming. And I was like, oh. So the Freshers' Week party is the ultimate, the ultimate 90s. I went, hello. <laughs> I'm so coming. She's like, no, we have to dress up as someone from the ultimate 90s. And I was like, well, you can't dress up as me because I was practically naked for most of it. So... <laughs> But it's so ironic, isn't it? It's like you're probably like one of the coolest parents and she's still embarrassed. Like it doesn't, you know. She's like, don't come anywhere near me, Mum. And I went, I can help you with like, up the 90s, but we could do some bands or something. She's like, just walk away. Right. So I'm not invited to Freshers Week and I'm not allowed to go up. So basically I'm going to Freshers Week and I've booked a hotel. <laughs> Uh, I'm not really. Love it. I wouldn't turn up at. Me, you imagine if you you presented it. I know. I should contact the uni. Yeah. Go, hey, do you want any? <laughs> All the kids would be like, Grandma, Grandma, there's someone called here. Who is she? I met recently. I've been walking through the street, and this guy came up to me, and he was like. Do you know, maybe in his 30s, and he went, oh, my God. He went, hang on a minute. He's like, can you speak to someone? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got on the floor, he went, Grandpa. Grandpa, you It was me thinking I was really cool getting some 30-year-old to chat to me. And he was speaking to Grandpa. Fucking hell. And I was like, they must have had you young, son. Yeah. 
you said about being naked for most of the nineties. One in your um program when you said about the whole it was FHM. Was it FHM? Yeah. yeah. Who um, projected you naked on the House of Commons. Like I really remember that. Like your whole with like similar age, like everything you did I really remember. And when you said that you didn't know one of us does. <laughs> I'll fill you in later. Um yeah. like when they said when you said that they didn't tell you, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe that they would do that without your permission. Yep, they did indeed. And I actually bumped into the head of the PR company um, a few months back. Um, so I saw it on the news the, the same day as everybody else did. Yeah. So, and it was all very shocking. And then, um, yeah, so I was doing Soul Radio and I was interviewing, no, someone went to interview me and the girl who was booking me, she said, like, this guy's really, really nervous. And I said, what for? Um, and she said, like, he was the head of the PR company that worked with FHM to organize it. And he's just, you know, he doesn't want you to be angry or to give him a hard time. And I was like, oh my God, it was 1999, for goodness sake, it's fine. But it was really interesting. So we, when he interviewed me, he said, so basically FHM contacted him. It was all massive secrecy. He got paid, obviously. And um, obviously I was not to, to know because I hadn't been paid for the shoot. But I did know I'd done it because of, yeah, I was naked. So I knew I'd been there. But they contacted this uh, company. So all the guys were in cahoots. They organised all the press to turn up at midnight because it was only allowed to be flashed up for one minute yeah. because it's illegal. Yeah. So they'd organised all the press, uh, got the images, got the van, uh, cunning stunts, and they flashed the image up one minute. Everyone got the pictures, everyone scarpered, and then it was in the press the next day. And so, yeah. And he said, I'm really sorry. And I was like, well it's done now i mean there's nothing you can say about it but it was kind of like can you imagine so if that happens you didn't in... get paid for the photo shoot and um, you didn't get paid for <laughs> the thing wow because the thing is i mean obviously it was unforgivable that they did that without your permission but at least if you don't a few bob out of it you'd have been compensated exactly. in some way but the fact that you didn't earn out of it and I think a lot of people thought that I was some sort of mastermind and I'd come up with some great PR stunt. Not at all. I'd just done a shoot, think nothing of it. They weren't telling me exactly what they were going to do with it. Didn't get paid because they said it'd be good for my publicity. And then the next thing, it's still getting talked about in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing made me laugh because it was, what was it, the 100 sexiest women or whatever? And you didn't yeah. win? <laughs> <laughs> Of the magazine last year oh really didn't say yeah i didn't have one and i thought i'm not going i was not going into the shop to buy one could you imagine how bad that would be um, it's, it's bad enough that all this has happened behind my back without me going let's go just buy that off the top shelf please thanks very much yeah i couldn't even reach so i oh, know you know so eventually i mentioned it to somebody and they went we can get you one and i was like well yeah i don't have anything to be honest yeah. with you anything Thing that I've ever done. My mum had all my press cuttings, but my brother lives in my mum's when she passed away, and I don't know what he did with it all. So I've got nothing whatsoever. People keep oh, saying no. to me, right, I'm doing a job. They went, could you send us um, a press picture? I was like, 
I don't have any. Just get one off the internet. I don't know. <laughs> I literally like don't care. <laughs> Not in a bad way, you know. Yeah. I like doing my job, but I don't, have, I don't have a collection of pictures that I think are really nice. Like, I don't look at things like that. Just it's just a bit embarrassing, really. Well, it's weird. It'd be yeah, nice when it's you, but it'd be nice yeah, to know they were somewhere. Yeah. So I think I'll, I'll speak to. Well, I don't speak to my brother, but um, hopefully my daughter can yeah. get a hold of them. It's you know, if I die or something. Well, I will die at some point. But it'd be quite nice. <laughs> my mum's absolutely insane. She's well, the thing is they've all got they're all googling stuff now, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Because I remember when she came home from little school and she was like, "Mummy, one of my friends googled you," and I was like, "That's illegal." And she went, "It's not." And I was like, well, it's your age. You can't Google anything. I don't it's only maybe like a handful, of, maybe ten shoots or something with those sort of magazines. Yeah. Uh, but they're things that will come up. I so, could be working in this industry for like 25 years, but it would just show like that one image. Yeah. <laughs> so did they contact you? Because you were like, that's that's when it changed, was it? Because you were like the kids TV presenter and then that happened and then you're like massive sex symbol. How, when did you, did they approach you? Or was it your agent what? to get your bits out? <laughs> no, I just did it off my own back. And it's well, it was only my off my own back, but it was only literally. Well, it wasn't. I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't was at like, all. I, I didn't think it was like you know. I was on page three with my back yeah. out. It was kind of I quite arty. I thought was quite nice. It's a beautiful photo. It, everyone just went a bit crazy about it, and I thought, hang on a minute, I've seen a lot worse yeah. than this. But I think maybe because I looked quite young at the time, even though I was what twenty nine. No way. Yeah, I was like 28 or something. All right, hang on, 71. Yeah, I was 28. Wow. But because I think I'd been on children's telly, I was actually doing Top of the Pops at the time, so they didn't care one way or the other. Yeah. So, but everyone, I wasn't doing any kids' telly at that point. Wow. So they just assumed, because I used to do kids' telly, this must be terrible. Everyone just, like, makes things up. Yeah. And it's just, I'm not on the telly at the moment. I'm not doing any kids' yeah. telly. and. Yes, they just actually contacted me directly and said, would you like to come in and do a shoot? Not sure what we're going to do with it. And I thought, why not? Yeah. I'm the young one. And um, I've been working out. So I thought, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. It, <laughs> there you go. It is a You're lovely your... photo and you look amazing. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, no, but, you um, do. Photo shopping was a big thing back then, thank <laughs> God. But well, you know, they, they took because they've got the side of my breast, yeah. and they took the nipple off because they said the nipple was offensive. <laughs> they, they can't do it legally, and I was like, you just put it like a hundred foot of a naked arse up there, and you took my nipple off because that was the thing that <laughs> because they were worried about. That's the offensive thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> it's a old world we live in, isn't it? So, did that affect you when that happened? Well, yeah, because not only did I not know about it, suddenly everyone and their mate had an opinion. People either thought it was disgusting or I'd done it on purpose. Yeah. Feminists outraged. Lads thought you were, you know, just some sort of piece of meat. Yeah. And I was living on my own. And suddenly there was people outside the house. <gasps> there was... There was paps following you around. There was 
yeah, you couldn't do anything without somebody having something to say about you. And every newspaper had a comment and people were coming out the woodwork and it was just really, I just kept, you know, luckily because I was working, I kept going, kept smiling, getting home, having a good cry, getting up, getting on again, getting home, crying again, getting up, getting home again, bottle of wine, crying into the bottle of wine, getting up again. It was just never ending. And everyone suddenly wanted you on a talk show or, you know, I did never mind the buzzcocks and um, Mark Lamar was completely rude yeah, to me. I watched that. I remember that. You know, it was it was outrageous and I was trying to keep it together and I thought, I'm going to start crying yeah. on television. This is, this is really, he was just, you know, basically. It's bullying. Yeah, he was a bully yeah. um, and it was really hard. And then people would make fun of you or, you know, yeah, it was hard. Yeah. And then you had to keep smiling and just think, do you know what, I'm better than this. Yeah. I didn't choose for that to happen. I did the picture, so it's my fault. Yeah. But, you know, I yeah. now have to take the after and get on with it. So, you know, it made me strong, but it also broke me every yeah. night. <laughs> so, yeah. So how did you, did you think about, because... Obviously, you've always had issues with your mental health, but if you, like you said in the uh, documentary, when you spoke at the end, when you spoke to the psychiatrist who kind of gave you a quick diagnosis or whatever, and but you said about that you, oh, yeah, five minutes, yeah. and uh, you've got the, this okay. is what you are. In the, in, yeah, in the first like, six months, I've got five different diagnoses yeah. um, with people I've never met before. I just turned up, rocked up. We'd be there for like half an hour, maybe an hour max, and they told me everything about me. And I was like, seriously? Oh, what you yeah. did that with five different? Yeah, for, I don't know how many they showed in because I've not watched the whole documentary right now. Just through, one, but uh, yeah. All oh, right, okay. You and so what? Yeah, no, I did five. Wow. Five different uh, did they all say different yeah. things? Yeah, yeah, every <gasps> single one of them. Wow. <laughs> I felt like a proper schizophrenic. I was like, I don't know which one am I. Um, but then the thing is, yeah, it's, had... it's people's interpret. Everyone's different, aren't they? So everyone will interpret different things. Yeah. So, wow. I just sat there and listened. By at first, I was kind of fighting back and going, no, 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 hang on a minute. And then I think by psychiatrist number three, I was just sat there, listened. They wrote something down. I was like, cheers, thanks. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Because you said that's about, what I thought. Like the whole labels thing is, you don't want to, no. yeah, labeled. There's no point because well, some do you know what some people like to to have a label? Yeah, they like to say hey, that's that's what I am. Whereas I was given five different ones in six months, <laughs> and I find, that, I find that more confusing than anything else. So I was just like, right, um, I'm just going to get on with it. I'm just going to be me. I don't want to take medication. I've been yeah. there. Didn't work. It works for some people. For me, what have you taken? What have I not? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what legally or illegally? <laughs> right, legally, I have taken everything from Prozac, um, Zitalopram, um, lithium. Um, oh my goodness! I, I, mean, I was in a I was sectioned, yeah, so of I. They gave me tablets in the morning, tablets at lunchtime. Yeah. I don't even know what happened there. I've got a list of them somewhere because I've written it in my book. And it's about half a chapter. I've just said, and then they give you all these drugs. And then you, when I got home, I Googled everything. It's like, don't take this because it'll make you depressed. Don't take this because it'll make you suicidal. <laughs> I've gone in there because I was depressed yeah. and suicidal. 
be good. Side effects can be da 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 da. Diarrhea and suicide. Always a bit of diarrhea in there where you want to kill yourself. Oh my. Oh my God. Have you ever taken anything and it's made you feel better? Not legally. No. Oh, what's made? What's? Could you talk about what you've taken that's not legally? taken because it, it's all been a little bit extreme so yeah. Prozac was a nightmare for me have you taken anything I took I went I've always had really bad PMT and when I was I think I must have been about 19 20 I the doctor actually gave me antidepressants and I took one and it was about it was probably about five o'clock I had a bath I felt really tired I shit myself in the bath <laughs> Nice. And then I went to bed, what? and I had Come to and see how good yeah. it looked. <laughs> it was beautiful. I went to bed. I had to get up really early because I used to drive to university, and I fell asleep driving. And I never what was it. You? Were- I've got no idea. I mean, this was twenty years ago, more than twenty years ago. But I was. I only. I took one, and then that was it. But I was like, I don't need. I've got PMT. I don't need antidepressants. Like, I didn't understand why. I think she just didn't know what to do. So she was just she like, yeah, that. that- like I used to, I went to the doctors a few times and they didn't know what to do so yeah. they just give me it yeah they wouldn't even you know and they were just making me worse and then eventually I just thought you know what I can't be bothered there was one time I went to uh, I was having a proper breakdown I went to the doctors and I was in tears and I was in a really and I knew I was in a bad way and I I'd phoned up and they said no you can't come in and I went up and I was crying and I said look just five minutes that's all I want I just want to talk to someone for five minutes <laughs> she just went uh we've got a week on Thursday and I went <laughs> it was a wonderful Thursday it was even worse than that oh. and I was like no now I, I got onto my knees and I said all I want is five minutes and she said no I'm sorry and turned me away and I had never been back to the doctor since never I'm like, I can't remember how long ago that but was but how could you do that um, to someone how could you do that you could have walked out there and killed yourself couldn't you Computer says no. Oh Computer my god! No. I did it. I phoned up actually the other day because I was really concerned about something, and I said I just need a five-minute phone call. Yeah. That is it. I don't want to go to hospital because of COVID. And yeah, I don't want yeah, to yeah. Time, and I said, and she's like, no. And I said that it's five minutes. Even if he's in his break, I mean, I don't, I won't, I won't come in. Yeah. Five minutes. Just explain what's going on. I know exactly. I've written everything down. Five minutes, not even that, three minutes. Yeah. No. I went pass on my number. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah, I gave up on that. It's so bad. I'm sure I know that I know that doctors are really busy, but sometimes the receptionist should not be taking that into their own hands. So yeah. so the doctor, the poor doctor probably didn't even know because she's just gone, no, sorry. Yeah. And I understand that there's a lot calling and a lot of people probably pop in because they're not feeling 100 percent and they've got they're overworked and underpaid and i get that but sometimes you've got to um there are always exceptions there are always exceptions and sometimes you just my so i've got a very good friend and she's been really sick um and she can't get an appointment with her doctor because you have to phone within a oh no you have to go there you have to go there and wait outside the surgery to try and make an appointment and then she got there and they the last appointment went to the person before her in the queue. So 
and she's got a really bad cough it's not covid but she was outside in the cold queuing so then she was told to phone she phoned there wasn't anything then she was like she was really insistent so they were like okay we'll get the doctor to phone you the doctor's phoned her but her phone hasn't rung so she's just got a missed call so she's phoned back we'll call you again the same thing's happened again so she's phoned back again. They were like, no, you'll have to try again tomorrow. And she was crying on the phone because she was like, I'm so sick. I just, please, I just need antibiotics. No, you have to try again tomorrow. My sister, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but she basically phoned her doctor and got her, my friend a prescription. Within an hour, she had the antibiotics. And that's the difference between, like, but I was like, it's the receptionists. <laughs> and I know they've got a really hard job, but it's like, there's a wee old lady here, um, I'm not going to tell you where exactly I am, but there's a wee old lady, and she's outside that doctor's every day, she goes in. Just likes, I think she yeah. just likes a wee chat. <laughs> yeah. And I get it, I totally get it, but I'll go and chat to her, as long yeah. as I can get in there. Yeah. <laughs> she gets in every single day. Every day she's out there, five days a week. But that's, how can they do that and then not give you any time? I don't know, and then she goes to the bank. I don't know what she's doing. She's, literally, <laughs> she's <laughs> probably paying them. <laughs> Those backwards and forwards with her trolley and i was like maybe she's just like some really like coy drug dealer or something <laughs> <laughs> he's like about 90 years old just wandering backwards and forwards between the bank and the doctors oh <laughs> but no it's really right. bad and how are you you said in the thing about that you got postnatal depression after having honey how did you get it did that come on as soon as well it wasn't i mean it was I wasn't sure if it was or wasn't because no one was they just sort of I didn't want anybody to come near me or my daughter yeah. at any point yeah so it was curtains closed um because when I had honey I had to get taken straight into surgery because of internal problems Aww. so I had her and then she went to her daddy and then I was away and got bits and pieces done and came back and I was um pretty unwell for quite a long yeah. time and so as soon as I, got, I remember getting into they didn't it was in an NHS hospital but they had this one room and they said oh if you pay something like I can't remember how much it was 100 quid you can have a private room yeah. and because I was in such a state I think Dan had found out he said the room's empty like we'll just pay 100 quid and you can have it and it was quite nice because that means you could have the family in you know you remember those times when family could come yeah, in and stuff yeah. so Dan's family was there and Dan was there and they'd all gotten off and I remember getting out and I was still sorry it's a bit minging but I was bleeding yeah. and, and Honey was with the nurse getting her bath and I went got showered got dressed like wrapping myself up so I wasn't bleeding everywhere and they went where are you going? Uh, when they came through, all impact uh, my head. Like that. <laughs> I'm going home. I don't think so. And I, was like, yeah. I was determined. I just wanted to go home. I didn't want to be people around me. I yeah. didn't want anything like that. And then I was crying a lot. But I mean, I'm sure new mums do that because it's very overwhelming. Yeah. And my at the time, he was going off on tour, so it was kind of me and Honey at home. So I was so in love with her, but also crying at the same time. So I don't know if that's postnatal depression and then the door was shut so the midwife lady would come round and she'd be knocking on the door she'd go I know you're in there and I'd be like, no I'm not no I'm not you're not coming in and I wouldn't, I wouldn't let her come in and eventually she would come in when you'd get a few phone calls and I wouldn't answer the phone and and that only lasted about a month and then oh no it's about 
yeah, but badly for about a week because I went back to work when Honey was about a week and a half old, <gasps> and I took I took her with me. I know I took her with me to do voiceovers, and yeah. I was crying. <laughs> I remember taking her, and because um, it was a good job that I was doing, yeah. and you know you got Morgan Day and yeah. all the rest of it. So I thought, right, I can do this. Um, so drove into Soho to do my voiceover, and it was for Sainsbury's. So she's honey's been crying. So I'm leaking milky boobs, yeah. which is really attractive in front of all the clients. They're going, "How are you, Gail?" And I'm like, "They went, you And they went, "You ready to go in three, two, one?" <laughs> Offer includes milk. <laughs> it was <a> bit of... <laughs> I'd get back into the car, cry my eyes out, and she'd be crying, and I was like, "I'm so sorry, honey." Oh my! And then I'd get home and I'd cry again, and then I'd be fine. And then today, day two, so I, I don't know if it was. I think it was a kind of depression, yeah, because I didn't know what was happening, yeah. and I didn't want anyone to. Help me and... But no, I was never that kind of, I, I can't, you know, some women don't want to be with a baby. It was nothing like yeah, that. I was the was over. Just, yeah. Like, don't come near me. Don't touch my child. Yeah. She's mine. <laughs> Even to Dan, she's mine, she's not yeah. yours. It's like, <laughs> I'm the dad. No, you're not. I just wanted it all for myself. Yeah. I was very greedy. And she was just, yeah, and that was my depression. When I was away from her, I was hysterical. Uh, I was in tears 24-7. I still get like that when she leaves. She's like, Mom, I'm 18 for perfect yeah. <laughs> It never stops. I love you. See you next Friday. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I don't know if it's postnatal depression. I'm just generally, like, insane. <laughs> One of the- Bless her. Um, so do you, when you, so you separated when she was three? Right, yeah, two and a half years, yeah. I think, yeah. How was... I just wasn't very good at marriage, to be honest yeah. with you. It just didn't really sit well with me. It's hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> we weren't married. Yeah. We uh, I, we have to live with you and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what is that all about? <laughs> didn't think... Yeah, until we started got married and we were living together, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> How long were you together before you got married? Oh, God, about six months. Oh, six really? Months. It wasn't... Yeah, it yeah. wasn't long. It was kind of like 90s whirlwind. Yeah. We didn't even remember how we aged. We were like, where do we get those rings from? We were like, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a receipt from Liberty, so that was all right. But <laughs> wasn't the best lead plan, yeah. but we've got a beautiful year-old daughter. Yeah. So. And it's hard. It's hard when you have a baby. It doesn't matter if you've been together for 10 years or two months. It's, it's such a lot of pressure, I think. Yeah, well, Honey was just the easiest baby in the world ever. I mean, she was so chilled. And so, how is she so chilled with like parents like me and her dad? Because he's like manic and da, 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 and me, I just cry at everything. <laughs> I literally cried at Nightmare yesterday and it was for something like, I can't even remember. It was just someone hugged somebody. I was like, that is so yeah. nice. <laughs> like, because Captain Birdseye was back on and he was looking really well. It could be anything. <laughs> Anything can knock me off my plinth. <laughs> Would you change it? No. No. Because uh, it's just that it's not even worth thinking about. You know, some days I do think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. A few... But do you know what? It's done now. Yeah. So I've had a great life. You know, I've done loads of really good, fun things. And I've been to places that I would never be in my entire life. Yeah. And I've been really, really bad, bad places and homeless and 
psychiatric units and hey but you know what it makes for a great book it does so that, is that what you're working on at the moment yeah, yeah. doing that and fingers crossed um something for either a tv or um yeah a series type thing based on the book brilliant but you know it's all up in the air yeah. so you know tv and media and it's like you kind of fingers crossed that's the thing how far are so, you into the book have you read it are you editing it or are you still writing well i kind of finished it before lockdown but then obviously all this has happened so i'm rewriting loads of it and then i had a publisher and then the publisher went bankrupt and then <gasps> oh. a publishing agent and then nobody wanted to touch the book because of covid and no one knew about finances yeah. so at the moment it's the air so i just keep changing it i just think as long as i'm writing I may as well keep going yeah and then i need someone to edit it because i can't even read it again i don't want to read it and it's all over the place it needs someone to go right change this do that yeah i'm all very sort of writing whatever i feel but you know probably somebody will read it and go why well, doesn't make any sense well i know you try living in my mind <laughs> it doesn't make any sense and that's why you need to edit it <laughs> So we'll see what happens. You know, if it comes out of Christmas, I'm winning. But oh yeah, I've been seeing be this good. for five years. But I think the good thing about waiting till now is, I, obviously, we didn't know this was going to happen. COVID yeah. and your mental health. I've written so much about the, the past year. Yeah. I kept a diary. Nothing. Tuesday. Nothing. Wednesday. <laughs> no, it's not like that. <laughs> 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 week on Tuesday. Oh, let me think. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about things kind of going back to normal a bit? Well, to be honest with you, I oh, I was talking about this with my daughter because we were in town the other day there and I've been working, still doing voiceovers in town because yeah. there's been a few students and I've been the only person on the tube, the only person in the tube station, yeah. the only person in and although it was sad that you couldn't go for coffees or or see your friends, I quite liked it. I was strutting around going, wow, it's like 28 days later, yeah. there's nobody here. And I was just waiting for a zombie. But And then I went in the other day there and it was mobbed. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to, my anxiety went through the roof. Yeah. I had to come back home. So, I'm, you know, it's just going to take me a while to adjust, I guess, yeah. you know. I got set in my ways for a year. It was quite nice of, not it not being so busy. Out. and i've been out i've been out for drinks outside yeah um, nice but i do the afternoon to meet people for coffees because of the evenings i'm usually in soho by like six seven o'clock there's people everywhere yeah. and i think wow this is quite a lot of people yeah i take my time yeah i was supposed to go into a restaurant today to meet a friend and i thought you know what? it's going to be packed today isn't it because everyone's allowed to yes. eat indoors yeah yeah it's the first day yeah I'll, I'll give it a Give it a rest. Yeah. One of my friends she went, right, I'm starting at 10 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to this show. That you, you know, I'm shopping local. Are you coming? And I was like, well, I don't know. I'd be a bit busy. don't know. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to it calms down a week. Yeah, I think that's And plus, it would just be hectic anyway. It's better when it's a bit... Yeah, so and stressy. it's just the I'm so used to being really respectful and... and always wearing masks yep. whether you know my daughter, like you can, you can take it off when you're here and i was like you know if an older person's walking past and they've got their mask but i'll put mine yeah, on yeah. even if we're out and she's like what are you doing that for you don't need to wear outdoors and i said because they're older and it's just been respectful you know it doesn't hurt me any. yeah um but yeah there's so many people on the tube don't bother and people are now sitting next to you on the tube which has not happened oh really because usually so they've got between. that busy again already yeah 
Wow. Standing there, we were all squashed up. Everyone was squashed. It was like back to... Well, that's it now, you. isn't it? It's back to normal. <gasps> and I think, oh, God, I, hope, I hope people are really careful because I was squashed up. I had waited for two tubes and they were all the same. And I was like, I'm going to have to get on one. I'd walked as far as I can. It was yeah. pouring with rain. And so, but I had my mask on, I had my hood up. And I thought, oh, wow, this is it. It's all starting again. Back to nobody cares. Mm. It's sad. It is a bit sad. But we'll have to hope see. Everyone's... It's nice to see your friends and it'll be nice to have hugs and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've got a feeling I'm going to be staying indoors still for quite a while. Yeah, I think it's... Till it gets... Yeah, it's I'm a little bit much. Rush. Just... I'm not in a rush yeah. either. I've been for this long, you know. I got... I got quite excited to see my friends outdoors, but yeah. then, and I was quite excited to go to Edinburgh last week because I could meet friends outside and I've got, you know, dad stuff to deal with up there. So um, it was quite nice to be up there, but I'm quite happy to stay indoors at the moment. I yeah. get quite anxious and quite yeah. happy in here. Yeah. <laughs> Safe space. Oh, thank you so much yeah. for talking to me. Thank you. I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for a coffee or a tea I or something. Sometimes absolutely love that. Well, you've got all my details, so yes. let's do that. Yes, and go out somewhere not too busy. Yes. <laughs> oh, good luck with the book. I can't wait to read it. Oh, hopefully, fingers crossed and touch with it's gonna. I've got a few things to do about it this week, speaking to more people. But I feel like I've just been endlessly talking to people about it. Yeah. So hopefully. There's two that looks like they're, they're getting deals. So, yeah, we can just hope. I'll keep everything crossed. Yes, oh. thank you ever so much. All right, well, thank <laughs> you. Um, no, just the kids. I'm just working. Oh. Pick kids up. Yeah. So that's school, school Yeah, that's my life, school run. <laughs> school run work, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> no, well, listen, thank you so much. You keep in touch. Thank we'll you, I will do, definitely. Lots of love. Bye. <laughs> see you later. Bye bye. Ah, oh, see, isn't she just lovely? And I'm gonna, we're, I'm trying to get her to come to an exhibition with me, but she can't. But I'm gonna meet up with her and ask her about all um, the backstage gossip from Top of the Pops 20 years ago. <laughs> but yes, that was lovely. And um, I just think it's so important to talk about mental health. And I love her outlook on everything. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Um, please subscribe to the podcast and please give me a rating on iTunes and share it. Share it. Sharing's caring. I appreciate, but I do appreciate you listening. If it's the first time you've listened, then I've got loads more um, fantastic episodes with loads of amazing people talking about an array of issues. So, just check it out check them out and contact me because or anyone you think should come on mum and mum pod on all the socials and if you've got any tips on what to do with your kids over the summer holidays while you're working that would also be very good but yeah thank you take care of yourselves and i'll see you next week bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.